Strokes, brain tumors, and problems with the spine, they can be devastating and their effects long-lasting. Today on The Pulse, we learn about what Yukon Health is doing about disorders of the brain and spine. This is the Yukon Health Pulse, a podcast to help you get to know Yukon Health and its people a little better, and hopefully leave you with some health information you'll find useful. With Carolyn Pennington, I'm Chris DeFrancesco. Treating brain and spine disorders requires an elite level of expertise and often from more than one area. And that's why Yukon Health recently established a Brain and Spine Institute, where these experts work in tandem. Now, two of them are joining us today, Dr. John Greenfield, Yukon Health's Chair of Neurology, and Dr. Ian McNeil, a neurosurgeon who recently joined Yukon Health. Thank you both for being here. Now, the two of you represent two of the components of Yukon Health's Brain and Spine Institute. So let's start with your roles in it. Dr. Greenfield, do you want to start? So I'm the chair of neurology here at Yukon Health. And so my role is really to coordinate neurology's approach to bringing patients into the Spine Institute, taking care of a wide spectrum of neurologic problems from strokes to uh, brain tumors to uh, headaches, seizures, movement disorders, multiple sclerosis, and uh, inflammatory conditions, as well as neuromuscular disorders. Okay, and Dr. McNeil? Sure. I am an assistant professor of neurosurgery, and so my area of expertise are areas within uh, neurosurgery that have to do with surgical treatment of brain and spinal disorders. Um, so that can deal with uh, trauma, tumors, I have a special interest and expertise in spinal disorders and uh, have an additional special interest in spinal deformity. Now, as we were learning more about the Brain and Spine Institute at UConn Health, we were learning of of other aspects beyond neurology and beyond neurosurgery. And and there were five key components. I kind of called them the heads of the five families when we we talked about uh, (laughs) how we explain this to people. So who, who else is involved beside you two? So it's a partnership uh, with neurology, neurosurgery, uh, which we've already talked about, uh, but also neuroradiology, which is key to our ability to see into the nervous system and figure out where problems are and what to do about them, uh, as well as the Spine Institute, uh, which has the more orthopedic approach to spine disorders. Why is that important, that collaboration? I think as in healthcare, we've become increasingly siloed. So you know, although we start out in our training all with the goal to just take care of patients, we develop areas of expertise and oftentimes there's not a lot of crosstalk between different specialties, whether at between neurosurgeons and uh, neurologists or orthopedic surgeons and neurosurgeons. Um, so although we share the same goal and often see the same patients, we don't often interact. Um, and so the importance of the Brain and Spine Institute is that we are breaking down those barriers And when we're taking care of patients, we make it very easy and seamless to be able to um, bring all of our expertise and our interests together in the goal of taking care of every patient. A more formalized approach to things and experts we already have and things we're already doing here, right? Correct. All right, so uh, Dr. Ian McNeil, neurosurgeon at UConn Health, and Dr. John Greenfield, the chair of neurology at UConn Health. Dr. McNeil, you're one of our newest additions, so why don't you tell us um, a little bit about what drew you here. Was knowledge of an incoming brain and spine institute a factor in your decision to come here? Yes, it was. So uh, I was born and raised in Connecticut. I grew up not too far uh, in Avon, went to Avon Public Schools, and then 
moved away from my education and training. And um, once I was completing, starting my fellowship, I was starting to look for academic institutions with a growing neurosurgical department and, uh, and also, that also had a neurosurgical residency. Um, UConn uh, popped to the top of my radar because of some new changes in the department with the introduction of Dr. Bolsaro several years ago. He's really overseen the department's growth by leaps and bounds over the last few years, which was exciting. Um, there's been a lot of investment in infrastructure here at UConn, um, the start of a new neurosurgical residency program, um, and you know the, all the changes and advances within uh, neurosurgery and the Brain Institute, Brain and Spine Institute made it a very exciting choice to be able to join. Excellent. Well, welcome. Dr. Greenfield, how common is it in in American medicine today to have this level, this level of expertise in such a program as the Brain and Spine Institute? Well, so a lot of large institutions will have departments or divisions in all of these areas. I think our difference and our added value is that we work closely enough together that we're able to really integrate what we do. So it's not just a sort of uh, Hail Mary pass every time we're trying to get somebody seen in a different department. We call each other up, we discuss cases, we have common approaches, uh, we work together to, to solve problems. Dr. McNeil, you come with a special interest in treating spinal disorders especially. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you talk a little bit about what kinds of problems you're addressing? Yes, yeah, so I, I take care of all issues of the spine, and again, that can be spinal tumors, it can be degenerative disease, which is kind of a, a blanket term for uh, arthritis of the spine that can occur with aging. Um, we deal with spinal infections. Um, it, when it comes to seeing a surgeon, though, um, oftentimes there's people that present with uh, issues that present as back pain, um, it can be numbness, weakness, or other signs of uh neurologic issues that are pressure on the nerves or spinal cord. Um, and it's my job to kind of help the patient uh, get the right uh, workup, which can involve imaging or other tests, and uh, look at all the options for treatment um, before we get to surgery. I do have a special interest in spinal deformity, and that um, is another blanket term that recognizes abnormal curvatures, curvatures or movement or motion in the spine that uh, can that also lead to uh, symptoms, whether it be pain, numbness, or weakness. And, uh, you know, I looked at, like to think of spinal deformity on a spectrum. Not all patients have a, a spinal deformity, but a small deformity, if not recognized or treated the wrong way, can grow to something more complex. Other than surgery, I know you said that's the last resort. What other options are there for people with complex spine problems like scoliosis? Yeah, so whenever I talk to a patient, I over, always introduce them to the idea that all the treatments are, are on a spectrum, and that spectrum ranges from doing nothing and just observing and, and watching and waiting if symptoms are very mild to surgery, and there's a vast chasm in between that ranges from uh, physical therapists, and we have those experts here that can help people with uh, postural issues, um, helping them with core um, strengthening, uh, asymmetry and strengthening of, of the, the muscles and the neck or lower back. Um, Also, we have specialists who specialize in um, other non-operative treatments, such as injections, manipulations of the spine. Um, Those are uh, our colleagues in the area of physiatry. Um, Then there are sometimes medications can be used to help um, control the pain. Surgery is really a 
we always call it a, a last resort when patients have failed all non-operative or conservative treatment options. Let's talk about um, a few other examples of patients who would benefit from this type of collaborative care at the mm -hmm. Brain and Spine Institute at UConn Health. And maybe how does a patient find his or her way into this realm of care and, and how you help navigate that? Sure. What we do in neurology is see patients for a variety of different problems. And in fact, there's an interesting uh, lady that we've been collaborating to help recently that I can sort of describe the pathway that she took into our system. Um, she's an elderly lady with some intellectual disability and a history of cerebral palsy who had had some difficulty walking over the years, but it was getting worse over three or four years and had seen a variety of other physicians and other neurologists who had said, eh, maybe this is just progression. But in fact, uh, we did some imaging with our colleagues in neuroradiology and found that she had uh, a spinal stenosis and interestingly also had a, a mass lesion in her nose that we needed to send her to uh, the, our otolaryngology colleagues for. And now we have a three-way collaboration trying to figure out how do we approach this so that we get information about the nature of the mass in her nose so that we can safely operate on her and fix the uh, progression and at least prevent any worsening of her condition. So it requires all of us to participate and that's really the whole focus of the Brain and Spine Institute is to, to bring these disciplines together. And you're all in one building, basically, the outpatient mm -hmm. pavilion, and it's very easy for you all to interact. And I, I get that impression from, from talking with the different docs that it's very easy to collaborate. Right. Yeah, I would say another element that attracted me to UConn was that seamless communication. There didn't seem to be artificial barriers between departments. And that seamless communication really makes it easier, again, to merely take care of the patient. There's no need to make, make it more difficult when we're all here for the same reason. Yeah, I've been here almost 15 years. Carolyn, like what, a year or two longer. Uh, we've seen a lot of evolution of this campus over the years before there was an outpatient pavilion, before there was a university tower, before there was anything even remotely resembling the kind of capabilities we have in this particular area. There's just been a lot of growth that I've seen over that, over that time. You two have come much later than us, but um, you know, you're, you're part of the reason for that. Uh, and what, what would you say that the trajectory is for UConn Health in terms of, of these disciplines? Well, I, I think having this focus with the Brain and Spine Institute and with the growth of both the neurology and neurosurgery programs and our integration with neuroradiology and spine has really helped us uh, get onto the map in terms of our ability to take care of patients in the region. Uh, we've become uh, a standard destination for a lot of neurologic disorders, including uh, stroke and epilepsy and MS. We were just recently recognized as a national MS center um, and are applying for uh, advanced certification in stroke as a thrombectomy-capable stroke center, which really became possible with the addition of Dr. Bolsara uh, to do interventional procedures for stroke. So we've really come a, a long way. We now have neurocritical care capabilities that we didn't have when I joined five years ago. So there's been a, a huge growth in both our uh, physical plant, but also our, our uh, variety of physicians to take care of a huge number of very complex patients and problems. But the fact that we are a smaller institution, um, 
you know, sometimes patients may go to New York or Boston, right? Mm -hmm. But they just, I feel like they just get lost, you know, <laughs> in the weeds there. But, mm -hmm. you know, here it's like it's a little smaller, so you get a little bit more personalized care. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I, I, um, I, it is a, a, a smaller institution in terms of bed size, but in terms of our capabilities, I, I, I really do think, uh, even though I've been here a few short months, that we're able to offer world-class care um, from across all disciplines. I, I, have tra I trained uh, in New York for seven years and most recently spent a year in San Francisco um, in those larger institutions. And I can say I think we offer the same level of care um, expertise. And I, I, there was definitely some pride to be able to come back and deliver that, deliver that level of care to uh, my home region. Great. Dr. Ian McNeil, neurosurgeon. Dr. John Greenfield, chair of neurology at UConn Health. Before we say goodbye, what should your physician colleagues in the community know about the Brain and Spine Institute at UConn Health? I think the big thing is that we're accessible. We're a phone call away. Uh, call us at through the UConn uh, physician contact line uh, or, or call us personally. My cell phone is out there. Uh, and uh, I'm happy to hear from people. Uh, a lot of times when people send patients to what seem like large and impersonal organizations, they don't get this sense that uh, we value your patients and will work with you, and the opposite is really the case. We, we want to uh, help your patients in any way, and we will send them back to you. Truly a resource in the community, Connecticut's Public Academic Medical Center. I want to thank you both, Dr. John Greenfield, Chair of Neurology at UConn Health, Dr. Ian McNeil, neurosurgeon, also here at UConn Health. That is the time we have for today. For Drs. John Greenfield and Ian McNeil, and for Carolyn Pennington, I'm Chris DeFrancesco. Thank you for listening to the UConn Health Pulse. Now be sure to subscribe so you can catch us next time, and please share with a friend.